You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. everybody, welcome back to the Mind Your Home podcast. My name is Mia Danielle and I am the host of this shindig. So last week, if you if you tuned in for last week's episode, I had a cheat sheet to get started with your first room. So spoiler alert, this week's episode is all about how to declutter your first room for maximum impact. So we're really going to be diving deep into kind of the essence of what that cheat sheet was. And if you haven't grabbed the cheat sheet yet, you can do that over at miadanielle.com forward slash cheat sheet. How easy is that? Or you can just grab it down in the show notes where I will have it linked for easy access. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, I think that it's really important where you start. Now, of course, I don't want you to get hung up on anything, but the point of this episode is to give you direction. And I know a lot of people feel hung up on the details of like where to start, how to start, you know, what's the first task that I should do. And so I believe that if you do approach starting with just as much strategy as you approach the decluttering process that you're using, then you can actually amplify your results. You can you can have this maximum impact. So that's what I want to share with you today is where you should start and how to approach this process in order to have maximum overall efficiency and maximum overall impact that's going to kind of domino out and add this momentous force to your efforts in your home overall. So hopefully you're with me there. Now, obviously, if for some reason you can't start where I'm saying to start or, you know, whatever, I don't want you to get overly hung up on that. I think that action is always better than inaction. And in 99.9% of the cases, clarity will come from taking an action, right? So if you're not sure if everything feels like it's overwhelming or you feel paralyzed by the process or the amount of stuff in your home or, you know, like all of all of this jumbled overwhelm that we tend to get and and that I hear a lot of from, you know, people out there, from students, from just people who reach out to me, um, is that their home has gotten to the point where it's just so chaotic and overwhelming that it's like, where do I even start? How do I even start? Um, So if, if you're in that kind of whirlwind right now, just taking an action of any kind is gonna at least give you a little bit of clarity. You're gonna learn something from taking that action. But if you want to just skip all that and jump to the best tried and true place to start, I'm going to tell you to start with your bedroom. And here's why. I believe that the best transformations happen from the inside out. And I've said before in previous episodes, um, I've talked about how our environment is so closely intertwined with our mind and our emotions. And it's like this feedback loop, right? To where you if you have like a chaotic mind or a lot of anxiety or attachments to the past, you're having trouble getting over like all of this stuff is going to be reflected into your environment. And then your environment is then again going to be reflecting that back to you. And it just becomes this perpetual perpetuating feedback loop. Okay. So when I say that the best transformations happen from the inside out, I'm talking not only about 
you know, making a transformation in a place that's the most personally related to you, which I believe your bedroom is, but also in the place that's going to be the most powerful feedback loop for you. Okay, so when it comes to our spaces, when it comes to our environment, the closer we are to that environment, like the the more personalized it is for us, the more personally we relate to that as being our space, our domain, the more powerful those results of this whole feedback loop and this whole feeling that you get from your environment, the more powerful that becomes. So when you start with a space that's very personal, very personalized, it's it's your space. A lot of times guests don't even see your room, you know, but that's where you wake up every day. It's where you go to bed every night, you know. Um, when, it, when you have a space that's really personal like that and you optimize that to be the happiest, most connected, most energizing space in your home, that's going to impact your entire day. That energy is going to kind of be carried out throughout the entire day, and it's going to help you with your momentum when it comes to decluttering and getting the clutter out in other areas. So again, the best transformations happen from the inside out. So I want you to start with a place, whatever room is the most personally related to you. And generally, that space is the bedroom. And it's also great because it's a judgment-free zone from the outside world. So while it does more powerfully impact you just because it's such a personal space for you, it's not really, it's not being as easily judged and influenced by the outside people, you know, like people who come over to visit, family members who come over and pop in, um, even like your kids or, or other family members who don't spend a whole lot of time in your room. It's not as influenced by by outward comparison or outward opinions and all of that good stuff. So it's like a judgment-free zone, which really frees you up to practice and to make it the best room of the house, like to really like go all out and, and make it exactly what you're needing from that space to make it energizing and inspiring and authentic to you and your styles and who you are and what you're into and all of that. Like you can really dig in and get your feet wet and it's a safe space to do that. And it's so because it's such a safe space to do that, it's a great place to start off and to kind of, you know, get your feet wet in that whole process. Because, you know, what happens a lot of times is people will think, well, I'm going to start with the living room or I'm going to start with the entryway, you know, like like one of the first places that that guests or visitors are going to see when they come over and then you know they're afraid to put too much of their personality in or they're afraid to make it too personal and so it ends up being this kind of bland non-connected non-inspiring type of space which is not what we're going for and and everything that I teach like the heart of it is to help you to create a space that's going to be supportive to you and that's a very personal thing what's supportive to you isn't the same thing that's supportive to somebody else so you know again starting with your bedroom just gives you a chance to be in a judgment-free zone and to try different things and not feel so oppressed or pressured by what other people are going to think about it so let's go back to basics for a minute because the reason that our environments and our clutter and our homes and all of that stuff is important at all is because it's so impactful to your level of happiness and your energy and how you feel. And basically, your quality of life is greatly and immediately impacted by your environment. So I've spent a lot of time talking about that. Pretty much if you've read any of my blog posts or listened to any of my episodes, or if you're on my email list, I'm constantly talking about the impact of your environment. And 
it's really interesting because people will change according to their environments. Um, so, you know, like if you live in a cave and you're constantly surrounded by cold, dark things all the time, you're going to start to adapt to that type of environment. If you live in a chaotic environment that's just covered in filth and trash and all of that, your attitude and personality and behaviors are going to start to adapt to that. So it's more powerful the more time that you spend in a certain room or in a certain space in general. Um, so if you think of something that you just go to briefly, like you go to a massage parlor and you immediately get those effects of the calming and you know the physical effects of the relaxing muscles and all of that and the deeper, slower breathing. You get all of those effects immediately, but they don't last forever. You know, maybe you get to keep and hold on to those if you're lucky for several hours, and then you're going to be influenced by whatever new environment you're in. Well, your bedroom is where you spend at least a third of your time. So a third of our lives are spent sleeping. A third of every 24-hour day, if you're getting the amount of sleep you're supposed to get, then about a third of your time is spent sleeping. For most of us, we sleep in our beds in our bedroom, right? So that means that at least, a minimum, one-third of your life is spent in your bedroom. It's also where you open your eyes and start every single morning. Every morning, you open your eyes and you start going through your habits and your routines on automation and everything, and it all is happening within that same space. The first thing that you're looking at is your bedroom every single day on repeat, you know, so this is impactful. It's the last thing that you see before you go to bed. It's going to influence how well you sleep, you know, and your sleep is going to impact how well you feel the next day, how healthy you feel, how moody and, you know, how moody you are with your relationships. It's going to impact your relationships and your health and all of these things. So it's a really, a really powerful room that you can, you can make a lot of changes to and you can bring in a lot of different factors, you know, like something that's going to help you sleep well through the night, something that's going to help you feel inspired when you wake up in the morning. And all of these things are going to domino out and really set the tone for the day. So your room, I like to say, sets the mood, not just the romantic mood, but it sets the mood and the energy for your entire day. So just think about however your your normal daily routine goes, okay? You wake up, maybe you're like me, you're not a morning person, you're like half, half asleep, can't open your eyes, um, and you, you know, just kind of stumble to your closet, you open the closet door. Now, this is already setting the stage for your day. Did you trip over things? Did you stub your toe when you were walking to the closet? When you open the closet door, are you immediately like, <laughs> you know, met by just piles and, you know, clothes that are all wadded up and shoved in drawers and you don't know what you want to grab. And so now you have this like dilemma of what am I going to what am I going to wear? How am I going to find it? Where is this thing that I need? Why does this shirt have a stain on it? Now I have to take it out and change. So you see, you're like you're already starting your day just just from like these few steps, maybe like five to 10 steps of your morning, the first five to 10 steps have already started in frustration versus let's rewind you open your eyes and you feel safe. 
and everything just looks inspiring and it looks clean. Like, honestly, I can tell you when I open my eyes in the morning, it's a really happy time for me. Um, I, I love looking at my room. I love the color of the walls. I love the amount of light that it gets and the, the way the light slants whenever I wake up in the morning. Um, we have a, a desk that's like immediately across from the bed that I see every morning that Matt's dad made. And, you know, so it's like this, this really sleek, custom made desk and just the way that I have my room set up energetically for me, it makes me happy every single morning. Okay, so I'm telling you, it really does make a difference. So let's say you wake up in the morning, and you love the space that you're in, you feel inspired, you know, you feel happy, you're already off to a good start, you get up, you don't trip on anything, you already have this clarity, this level of clarity, because you're not being distracted by different things and on, you know, your surfaces and on the floor and, you know, dust and things that you need to do. You know, you're not immediately being bombarded by all these things you need to do. And you make it over to the closet and you open the closet. And it's just another pleasant experience because all of your clothes are neatly rolled up. You know exactly what's there. You know that everything fits you and that it all looks amazing on you. And it's honestly just kind of fun and pretty to look at, right? You open your drawers and everything is folded and it's not crammed. You know what exists. You know that there's nothing in there that you're going to put on your body that's going to have random stains and holes in it. There's just, there's this whole other level of security, kind of, you know, like security and enjoyment and just pleasure of having that there. Okay. So, you know, sure, maybe that's not life changing, but it is setting the tone for the day. It is getting the ball rolling with either a a mood of frustration, um, an energy of frustration, a distracted mind of all the things that you need to do even before you're fully awake um, versus just clarity, ease, peace, being able to go forward. I mean, how many of you know that days can come up with all kinds of random crazy stuff, especially this year, um, where you don't even you don't even know what kind of things are going to be thrown at you, you want to at least be walking out of the bedroom with the right foot forward, and with a little bit of clarity and grace to handle whatever comes next. Now, I said before that doing that, that starting with the room that has such an impact is going to give you more momentum to carry to other rooms of the house. So what I mean by that is, if your home is currently a total disaster, or you know, you just haven't started anywhere yet, but you get your room to look amazing and feeling amazing. And you're starting your day off and you're ending your night off with just this, this positive, inspiring space, right? That momentum, you're naturally going to want to carry that with you to other rooms of the house, you're naturally going to want to pull that same feeling that same inspiration into other spaces. And you're going to be reminded of that every day, every morning when you wake up of how much you enjoy that space. Now, what happens usually is that people will start with the living room or the entryway or the kitchen, you know, thinking, well, this is where the family congregates. This is where we eat. Everybody spends time here. They'll start with one of those general areas. And maybe they'll make things look great. You know, like maybe you completely declutter the whole main area floor, your living room, the entry, the kitchen, the dining, all of that stuff, right? But what happens with the stuff that you're not really sure what to do with? Because a lot of times, I see this happen a lot, people will box up or move those things to the room of the house that nobody's really seeing. And guess what room that is? It's generally a bedroom. 
And people tend to have such little regard for their own space, especially women, especially moms who tend to like, you know, put other people first and try to, you know, impress the world around or the guests, you know, like, let me let me be the best hostess and let me tend to these guests. Let me take care of the kids. Let me take care of, you know, my husband and all of these other things. And then we'll end up putting themselves last. So I see this happen so many times to where the room then becomes a bottleneck for all of these other things that you're going to get to someday, you know, but never quite get around to because we hold such little regard for our own personal space. So it has the opposite effect. Instead of like decluttering the living room, for example, and having the momentum to then carry through the rest of the house, it has the opposite effect where people think, okay, well, this is fine. At least it looks great for everybody else. Nobody's really going to go in the bedrooms anyway or the upstairs bathroom. So we can stop there and eventually we'll finish it. And we all know what happens with eventually. So it's the opposite effect. It creates a bottleneck in the spaces that do actually, like we said earlier, impact you personally on a regular basis, on a daily basis. We are kind of showing ourselves when we do that, that we're less important, you know, that we don't really value the space that we spend our most time in, that we value everybody else just a little bit more than we value ourselves. And all of these things just topple in and go back to that feedback loop. So I want to close this out by quickly going through the 10 steps to decluttering your bedroom. But I want you to keep in mind that the important part is for you to keep the desired impact in mind when you're creating this space. Okay, so sure, there are some certain steps and strategies that we can take to get the clutter out. And that's great. But at the same time, you really want to keep in mind the impact you're wanting from that space. How are you wanting to feel? You know, are you wanting it to be a calming, relaxing zone like that's full of soft, plushy, cushiony things? Are you wanting it to be an inspiring space so that you wake up a little easier every morning and feel a little bit happier? You know, just keep in mind the desired impact. That's something I tell my students to do regardless of the room. We always keep the the end in mind whenever we're creating the space. But when it comes to just the tangible steps, let's go through that real quick for the bedroom, okay? So first off, you want to make the bed. I know that this isn't mind shattering. It's really kind of always step one when you're taking care of your room. So whether we're talking about decluttering or cleaning or just setting the mood, it always starts with the bed. That's the centerpiece of the room. So it's also great, though, to make the bed because it gives you a starting off point. It's something that's easy. You've done it a million times. It's not, you know, it's not something new that you're having to learn to do. So it gets the momentum rolling and gives you that first small win that actually makes quite a big difference in the overall overall view and feeling of the room. And it gives you a flat surface, which you'll generally need when you go through decluttering the dresser drawers and the closet and under the bed. And some, you know, sometimes you'll need a place to sort. And the bed just makes a really nice flat surface for that. Now, whether you choose to put down a towel or a blanket or something, if you have a bunch of dusty stuff that you don't want to set on your bed, um, then that's always an option too. I'll leave that up to you. So step one, make your bed. Step two is then to clear out under the bed. So I once looked under a person's bed, who I will not name, and you'll see why, and I was horrified to see that there were hundreds 
of giant spider eggs. It was a king size bed. And from one side of the king size bed to the other, it was just like spider eggs. And they had kind of like built themselves built their their little web nest around a bunch of stuff that was shoved under the bed. And usually when you store things under the bed, it's because you're not using them very frequently. So most people don't have a reason to regularly be looking under their bed. So I say this to kind of give this person an out, you know, an excuse for why that happened, because you don't generally vacuum under your bed, you don't generally clean and dust under there, things happen. But it is like a hot zone for things like bugs, dust, um, you know, just like stuff to collect and for you to lose things and never see them again. So I used to store things under my bed. And if you have to do it, then you have to if you live in New York or somewhere that has very little space, and you need that storage space, at least try to find some kind of a, um, you know, like organizational system to do it with without just like shoving random things outside of cases. I like I like the plastic cases. If you have to use under the bed, then something that you can just easily slide and roll under and pull out when you need to. That's also kept in some kind of a case with a lid so it's not collecting dust. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So I, I have used my bed as storage space before. And then I have not for the past several years, I have not. And I've got to tell you, it feels really good to know that you don't have anything under your bed. And especially like if you have one of those robo vacuums, which I also have, um, I don't use it that often, but I do have one. And it's really convenient when you want to be able to actually get the dust and get anything that's under the bed that you can't reach with a regular vacuum. It's nice that there's nothing under there. So the robo vac can just go under and do its job and I don't have to worry about it. So I definitely recommend that you get the things out of the bed. Now, the reason this is step number two is because this can be, again, a very dirty area. So you don't want to wait until you've already decluttered and cleaned the rest of the room and everything looks great and then pull a bunch of junk out from under the bed. It's going to be gross. It's going to be messy. Um, it's it's going to ruin all of the hard work that you've put in. So you want to get that out of the way as soon as possible. And I like, again, to have the bed made first just so you can have that surface and have that rolling, you know, rolling out momentum. Um, so I always say step number two is going to be to clear out underneath the bed. Step number three, pull everything out of the closets and make your piles, you know, if you want to discard, if you want to donate, if you want to trash, if you love it, you know, all the different stuff. I've got entire other lessons and articles and everything on uh, on closets inside of inside of Clutter Cure. I have a whole lesson called Closet Cure that's like a deep dive masterclass because I know that this is such an insane area. Um, so, you know, tend to the closets next. Hopefully it's not going to be quite as dirty or dusty as under the bed area, but it's also an area where obviously things tend to get shoved. You're probably going to find some things that you had forgotten existed. Um, So it's good to get those out of the way again before you start really cleaning and start to see an impact on your room or you're just going to mess it up again. Number four, follow up with the dresser drawers. Same thing as the closet. I like to keep these separate because I feel like different types of clothes go in the dressers than go in the closet. So to me, and this may be different depending on how you sort your clothes, to me, it's nice to keep those two things separate. So I do the closet first because it's usually larger, usually has more stuff, and then follow that up with a dresser drawer. Same thing with anything. You want to completely empty it, then sort, then place back. Um, number five, empty and arrange the bedside tables. So if you can see kind of a methodology here, we're starting off with 
uh, we're starting off with the bed just because it's simple and just because it's functional. Um, but then after that point, we're going through things from the heavily soiled area to the least heavily soiled area. So we're trying to go hit it from like worst to best. So, you know, if you're under your bed is already completely clean, then, you know, maybe the first area you're going to go to is the messy closet. But the idea is that we're going to from the worst to the best. And it's going to it's going to help the momentous process because the next step is always going to feel easier than the previous step. So empty in the bedside tables. Um, number six, I say to open a window and dust everything. Fresh air makes a huge difference just on everything <laughs> on, uh, you know, it's it's nice when you're going to dust if you have a window open or have some kind of air filter because um, otherwise everything's just going to settle back down on top of the surfaces where you just clean them and it's not fun to breathe in. So opening up a window, dusting everything out. And then for number seven, I do to clear the surfaces and select your display items. Now at this point, You've already done the dresser, you've already done the bedside tables, all of the stuff is likely already removed. But if you happen to have any other surfaces, like say a desk or a window seal that you have stuff on, now is the time where you want to make sure that all of the surfaces are completely cleared. And then once everything is cleared and removed, then select, I'm big on selecting, I have a whole, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to link down an article and I think I've done a podcast episode as well on the power of selecting and and how that is the best method for decluttering. So I'm going to put that down in the show notes. You can keep an eye out for that. But when it comes to clearing the surfaces, you want to take everything off and then you want to select what belongs where, what you actually want to live in the different places. So there's power in selecting. And then number eight, do a floor check. I want to talk about the floor check real quick. You're going to see this on the checklist. And again, all of these steps are in the cheat sheet. So if you go to miadanielle.com forward slash cheat sheet, you don't have to like write this down and take notes. I know it's a lot to remember. Just grab the cheat sheet and it'll all the 10 steps will be there for you. Um, But do a floor check. This is something I recommend doing for every room of the house that you declutter. And what it is, is kind of like an awareness practice, basically, to see what's touching the floor and does it need to be touching the floor. And I always say, like, is it furniture? No. Then why is it touching the floor? Is there a reason? Like, do you intentionally want it to be there? Or is it just like one of a million other things that you've stacked in a corner or that are taking up space. You might like, you know, call attention to the fact that you have five floor lamps in a room that don't necessarily need to be there, you know, that it's a little bit overkill. So I always say do a floor check. Um, Just, you know, walking throughout the room and paying attention to everything that's touching the floor. Do you like it? Do you have room for it? Maybe you do. If not, then now's a good time to reevaluate. Number nine, tidy the bed and the remaining pieces of furniture that are in the room. You've shuffled around a lot of stuff. You've moved around a lot of stuff. You've probably used the bed for a surface for many things. Maybe you have a few random knickknacks still left on the bed that now you need to make a decision with, you know, are you going to get rid of it, trash it, find a new home for it. So now's the time to kind of go back to ground zero, tidy up the bed and the remaining pieces of furniture that are left. Um, And then step number 10, you're going to close it out by vacuuming and lighting a candle. Let's face it, everything just looks better when it's vacuumed. And it just really puts the, the last little finishing touches on the space to make it feel like it's complete, even though it's really a simple act. And 
using candles or flowers or, you know, just different things that really add that little extra level of happiness to a space is something I call energy enhancements. So I'm not going to get super into that, but just think about it like what little enhancements could I add to this space that's really going to make it feel almost like a different or next level experience. So keep all of that in mind. Again, at the at the back of your mind when you're going through these steps, still keep the desired impact in mind for what you're really wanting from that space. So I hope that this has been helpful to really get that first room under your belt. I promise if you start with this room, everything is going to fall into place much easier. You're going to find that you have a lot more momentum to carry throughout the rest of the house. So um, I want to encourage you again, go grab the, the cheat sheet before we get off here. It's miadanielle.com forward slash cheat sheet or look down in the show notes and I'll have a link to them. And if you have not left a review for the Mind Your Home podcast, please go do so um, on Apple podcast or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your favorite podcast. We're on all the places and I will catch you next week. Have a great day.